Hello, Pelicans fans. Todd Graffinini here, your radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. And it is an edition of Pelicans Podcast, home edition. Again, this is the new normal. We are uh, trying to do things the best we can here. Because obviously everyone is at home trying to get through this in the city of New Orleans and, of course, all around the world. But we are going to still get you the best we can as far as podcasts go. And we are very pleased to be joined today by our esteemed sideline reporter for Fox Sports New Orleans for all the Pelicans broadcast. You can see her on Fox NFL Sunday on broadcast as well, doing the sideline. Of course, every once in a while, in the middle of the crazy people and undisputed, it is Jen Hale. Jen, thank you for joining us on the podcast tonight. Hi, Todd. It's awesome to hear your voice. It's great to hear your voice, and it's good actually to see you on the Pelicans broadcast, rebroadcast on Fox Sports New Orleans on Pelicans Playback. We want to talk about that in just a little bit. But first of all, how are you doing? How are you feeling as we're basically two weeks into this? And I want to touch on that in just a little while as well. But how are you feeling and, and how's everything going for you right now? Uh, Todd, it's, it's bizarre, right? I think all of us are kind of riding the highs and the lows. Uh, I, I'm doing great. I'm doing like everybody else. Um, so much uncertainty, but you know, this city especially will get through it. We're, we're no stranger to adversity and no stranger to having to overcome difficult challenges. This is a new one. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, you know, a lot of reflection, a lot of prayer and, ready to get back to normal as much as we possibly can. And that's why I'm so glad we get to do these types of things because it's a little bit of a sense of normalcy. Yeah, no question. And look, you talked about it. The city's been through a lot in the past, obviously, and, and has always bounced back. But this is a completely different situation because of the uncertainty. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about this now on the radio or, or, or TV or whatever media you want to have for a couple of weeks. And I, I guess the thing about it is, is there's just, there's no guidebook as to how we're supposed to deal with this and, and how uh, people are supposed to react. And that is really the most difficult part for the people, uh, not only here, but, but everywhere. Now, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, you know, we have hurricanes down and we have exactly. river flooding down and we even got the oil spill down after a time. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to take a, a, a beat or two to adjust and figure out what do we need to do to um, come out on the other side of this okay. But I know we will. And I think the most important thing is that, that we remember to be good to each other and good neighbors and good friends right now. Do our part to look out for the community. And, and from everything I've read, that's, to me, um, the best way to get through this as quickly as possible don't let it spread anymore. Let's all be responsible and stay home like we're supposed to. And let's let's get this thing over with. Well said, Jen. We're talking to Jen Hale, Fox Sports New Orleans sideline reporter for all Pelicans broadcast. She's been doing it for, what, eight years now, Jen? My, is that yeah. correct? Yes. Oh, you're I, good. Yeah, this I is got, my eighth how about that? Pelicans. Eight, well, you know, that, that kind of leads me into my first question. Have you ever – been on such a roller coaster ride as far as the season goes when you're talking about covering the Pelicans on a day-to-day -day basis traveling with the team I mean it has been ups and downs 
even before we we had all of this, uh, just it, it's just been a crazy year for this franchise. It has. There's been no shortage of drama, that's for sure. Um, you know, from the incredible, speaking of highs and lows, the incredible highs of, of getting the number one pick and knowing you're getting Zion and then his injury and knowing you were going to need to wait for his debut and that, that losing streak to start the season. Um, and then he, well, really, even before he came back, I think around that Christmas road trip, the Pelicans started to turn a corner and, and, and gel and figure out how to play together. And then he came back and there was such a seamless transition. Normally with, with a player of that caliber, there are some growing pains, some bumps when you have to figure out how to, how to insert him into a lineup and how to play together. And there were relatively very few for Zion. It, it was just, it was really impressive to watch. Um, and to me, I credit a, his, his selflessness. He's not a guy who, has to be the leading scorer or has to shoot the ball as well as, as Todd, as tough as that losing streak was at the beginning of the season, I think this team really bonded and came together during that time. Uh, you, you've covered teams for so long. Um, I think you probably agree. Those types of losing streaks, they either destroy a locker room or, or they make it be a success. And, and I think credit to the Pelicans veterans and, and the coaching staff in the front office, they figured out a way to make it make have that adversity make them stronger and make them a better team. Jenna, I, I agree with you 100%. And look, chemistry is, is, a, is a fleeting word. And of course, this is the new norm as you hear screaming kids in the background. Those are my kids. So pay no <laughs> attention to that, everybody. Again, we're at home right now. But um, I grab kids. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, teachers, God bless all the teachers out there. Um, Jen, you know, that, that's a thing. When, when teams are winning, you've got great chemistry, right? But I think it says more to the fact that when this team was not winning, when you go back to November and December, when we're in the midst of a 13-game losing streak and you're 6-22 and 22 and 7-23, and 23, for this whole thing not to fall apart, I think that spoke more volumes about this season than anything. I agree with you. Absolutely. You, you, to me, hit the nail on the head. Everybody's going to talk about um, the offensive stats now and what Zion's doing. And, but, but to me, that, that stretch of adversity set the tone and it, it established some leaders. Um, I think you saw, especially Drew Holiday and D. Fave. And then as we went on, JJ Reddick as well, um, really kind of grabbed, grabbed this team in their arms and, and, said the things that a lot of these young players needed to hear. And it's a case of you just have to go through it to understand and to get there. And, and I'm, I'm actually glad it came at the very beginning and now we're through it and we have the benefit of all that experience. And it's, it's, I'm excited for what's up coming up next. Whenever we start playing again, right. not only how we wrap up this season, but the season or two after this, I think, I think this team is really building towards something very special. No question about it. This is the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. We're talking with sideline reporter Jen Hale for Fox Sports New Orleans, part of a tremendous broadcast with Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels. Uh, and, of course, Jen hosting Pelicans playback as Fox Sports New Orleans has been rebroadcasting select Pelicans games. And another one is coming up. Uh, tomorrow we'll get into all of that in just a little bit. Jen, what as you look back on the year, what's been your most favorite 
moment uh, as far as a game? Because I know you've had a chance to kind of review some uh, doing this show, but is there any one game that really stands out to you? I would have to say if I had to choose one favorite moment in a game, <clears throat> it would have to be Zion's debut because there was so much hype. I have, even even in the midst of Anthony Davis and all of the highs and lows with that, I have never seen such national attention paid to a Pelicans game. And, and there was, it was sold out. You couldn't even get a media credential. All of the right. media spots were gone. Um, there, there, it was definitely a playoff atmosphere. And I was nervous for him. I'm thinking, wow, at 19, how would I have handled this? This is, this is a lot. I, I could feel the pressure and the difference in the building. And, you know, he comes out and is relatively ineffective for mm-hmm. his first, what, 15, 16 minutes? And right. boy, you and remember he's on a minutes watch. restriction that night too. Yes, exactly. What I think he could only play twenty if memory serves. Twenty to twenty-two. They were saying. Yeah, twenty, 20 to more. twenty-two. So he he's right up there to the very end. It hasn't done anything that's reflected in the box score. Um, and man, I'm just watching the the Twitter feed, of course, because I do that during the game, and he is just getting crushed on social media. And I'm like, man. He's 19 years old. It's his debut. He's never played an NBA game before. Jesus, people, come on. And then he drains all those threes, not by the basket, not where you expect him to. He found a way not only to overcome, but to me it spoke so much of his calmness, his peace of mind, and his skill set that he could, okay, getting penetrating and getting near the basket isn't working. I'm going to take this thing out on the perimeter, and I'm going to be great. And he was. And I, I will remember that my whole career. That was such a cool night. It was. And as he kept making three after three, the building got louder and louder. And the fans, you know, and, and I think, and you've kind of talked about this on Pelicans Playback. I think you've seen now a renaissance of the New Orleans NBA fan base uh, with this team. And we've been talking about this from the get-go. It is such a likable group. Uh, it's like, well, who's your favorite player? You have so many to choose from. Uh, and, <laughs> yes. and I, it's just, it's just been a real renaissance, in, in my opinion, of the the city of New Orleans and this basketball team. Absolutely, absolutely. They, they are such fantastic role models on and off the court. Um, they play the right way. They're truly unselfish. Uh, you know, I won't name names, but certainly that that hasn't been always the case for the Pelicans or for any team by that stretch, you know, um, and it, it, it isn't a, a mandate. It isn't coming down from the coaches threatening to take time away. They truly thrive on seeing each other succeed. It's, it's a real genuine bond and emotion. And that's very special. I've been in enough locker rooms for enough time. That's always what you strive for. You have coaches and veterans talk about that type of stuff. Uh, from football to basketball, for me, what I've covered. Um, but you can't manufacture it. It's either there or it's not. And for this team, it is there in a way that I, I don't know I've seen in many other locker rooms. It's special. Talking with Jen Hale here on the Pelicans podcast, presented by SeatGeek Home Edition, as we are practicing social distancing, as you all should be 
out there. Jen, I want to touch about one more thing with Zion and, and then we'll uh, move on a little bit. You know, the thing, and look, you've been, again, traveling with the team for quite some time. Um, have you ever seen a phenomenon like that when I'm talking about going on the road? And what really gets me is you see him go into buildings and into hotels and arenas and every single iPhone, every single phone camera, every single media camera is trained on this young man, documenting every move he makes. And it does not seem to phase him in the slightest. I know if it was me, it would drive me bonkers. I don't know how he handles it. I'm with you, Todd. It is, it is so impressive. And not only does he handle it so seamlessly and easily, but he's such a down-to-earth, normal kid away from it. And to me, that, that says a lot about him, that he can be in those moments handle that pressure, handle that attention graciously. It isn't like he ignores everybody. But when that goes away, he's just a normal guy. He talks to everybody. He's easy to chat with. He he doesn't have that, oh, you know, see, I, I'm better. I'm, I'm a superstar mentality that I've seen from so many athletes in my time covering professional sports. Um, I hope he doesn't change. It's It's really – Wow, it's a credit to him and a credit to his parents for how they've raised him. Um, to your point, I, I I would be so self-conscious to have all those. Yeah, he walks in and every if he sneezes, it's, yep. it's been recorded by a thousand cameras. I think it, it hit me how different this was going to be when we were in L.A. and we were arriving during the daytime and there are grown men chasing our bus <laughs> down the street to try to get a glimpse of him. And I'm, I'm just, okay, a kid I, I, I can get, but I thought, oh my goodness, these people, these fans are losing their minds over him. I've, I've never seen anything like this ever. Yeah. I, I think it really hit me when, as a matter of fact, the, the road to the Christmas road trip, actually, when we broke the losing streak, uh, the first game was in Minneapolis uh, in, you know, in December, getting close to Christmas time. And we're on the second of a back-to-back. We just flown from New Orleans and we land in Minneapolis and it's what, December 17th. And it's literally one below zero. And we pull into the hotel at about one thirty in the morning and there are people out there waiting for him. I, I couldn't, yes. I could not grasp it. I couldn't grasp it. Um, I'm with you. It is. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before in sports. I, I would have to liken it to something like a, a a bunch of preteen girls in a boy band or something. It is it is remarkable. We're talking with Jen Hale, sideline reporter, Fox Sports New Orleans, here on the Pelicans podcast presented by Seed Seat Geek. It is the home edition. All right, Jen, let's talk. Some TV. Uh, we have seen now three rebroadcasts for, on Fox Sports New Orleans. It has been outstanding to, to relive these games. And you are doing a special pregame show 30 minutes prior to the airing of these broadcasts called Pelicans Playback. And you're, you've had uh, David Griffin on and Trajan Langdon on. Swin Cash was the last one from the uh, Houston game on December 29th. How much fun has it been uh, for you? to A, be involved in this, and, and B, get these interviews 
uh, before the games and and how much information is being pushed out here because uh, I, I want to encourage everyone out there to listen or, or of course to watch these interviews because you don't see executives do these types of things very often it's very very informative extremely informative Todd especially right now it's the only place you can get this information there they're not there are no press conferences there are no chances at a game or pregame for a journalist to chat with any of these folks so this is it this is this is where you're getting all your breaking news <clears throat> so credit to the pelicans and especially their digital team for coming up with how to do this it it was um, not an easy feat i'll say that it's but yeah it's a really cool concept you can catch it so the games are being rebroadcast on fox sports new orleans and of course right. they've already been played um, because this is a live show, it is the latest up-to-date information in the moment, we're all coming to- together digitally from our homes. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool platform where uh, myself and a guest, you just mentioned the three we've had, uh, coming up next on our next couple, uh, Joel Myers will be joining me, Antonio Daniels will be joining me, Todd, I know we're going to get you at some point. Yep. Um, Take it, it easy on me. This- I'm, I'm new to this, you know, <laughs> streaming oh you're a natural <laughs> you're a natural um it's, it's on all the pelican social channels so youtube twitter facebook the app and um the pelicans website pelicans.com and then we've also got a producer and a director of sorts that that's kind of the best way i can equate it to it's kind of like the conference call but it's a video conference call and we're all right there and they have figured out how to roll video and take sound bites. And yeah, that is, that is a live interview that we're doing uh, that day, that, that morning type of a thing. And the, the one, especially with David Griffin, I think was very, uh, a lot of people were, were hungry for information and hey, what, what's the latest? And to me, some of the things that stuck out from what he said, uh, that the NBA, it's encouraging to me to hear that the NBA still has a commitment I shouldn't say still, that they were really the leader, obviously, in taking this corona outbreak seriously and, and uh, putting the season on hiatus. They were the first league to do that. He you know, told us that there have been numerous conference calls. They are going to also be the leader in bringing sports back as soon as it's safe. They definitely want to resume the season. They don't want to cancel it, which I think has been a question for so many fans. Uh, and it's just really good to get as seriously as we need to take this COVID-19 outbreak and, and as seriously as we need to help our neighbors and help ourselves, I think it's also good to have a middle break from that. And so that's, that's what Pelican's playback is. You're getting real news, informative news that you can't get anywhere else. And uh, it's interesting stuff. It's great stuff. Trajan Langdon telling us, okay, the players have now had to disperse. The NBA has mandated all, all facilities be closed. So they've sent players home with individual workout plans, even with workout equipment, so that they can stay up with their fitness routines while they're being quarantined, while they're being safe. And then Swin Cash talking about what she's doing to make sure that mentally the team doesn't lose that togetherness, that locked-inness. So it's it's been a breath of fresh air for me personally to be able to have that 30-minute return to normalcy and a little something of what life needs to be like. And also just really good to hear about our team and, and, and know what everybody's doing. Because I think staying connected right now, at least for me, is a really important coping mechanism. Yeah. 
Yeah, Jan, and I'm glad you mentioned David Griffin because he's just been so phenomenal to work with. And again, this is my first year in the league, and I, I, I mean, I'm so fortunate uh, to be able to to work with him uh, each and every day, and, and for him to to be the executive vice president of basketball operations for the New Orleans Pelicans. You, you could not have picked a better leader. Uh, his transparency is the thing that really jumps out at you because he will give you what you what you want to hear, what you need to hear, and he's telling you the truth. And, and that obviously doesn't happen everywhere in the NBA, which is why that first broadcast was, was so awesome to watch, Jen, to have him on and basically give you what you needed to know. He was not afraid to answer any questions. You know, there were there was no censoring. There was no, oh, don't ask this or, you know, don't make sure we stay away from this or that. Right. Uh, he, he understands the fan base and the NBA world. They, they, they want some news, and he's, he's very forthcoming and full disclosure and, um, you know, very, very confident in how the league is handling this and where we're going with it, and that in turn gives me confidence. Talking with Jen Hale, Fox Sports New Orleans sideline reporter. Just a couple of more minutes with Jen. And again, thank you so much for joining us on Pelicans podcast here presented by SeatGeek. Jen, look, uh, New Orleans is a much different place. I mean, you think about it, Jen. Two weeks ago today, two weeks ago today, we were coming back from shoot around at Sacramento, going into the hotel and getting ready to play that game that night. Uh, which was, of course, so anticipated. Uh, the, the head-to-head with the Sacramento Kings, the Pelicans has gotten a three-and-a-half back of Memphis in the eighth seed, and now here we are two weeks later and everybody's worlds have completely changed. Life comes at you really, really quickly. I, I'm just curious, as someone who lives downtown, uh, what you're seeing down there and and just how different it is to not see the amount of people in the streets as you usually do. Yeah, it's it's bizarre, Todd. It reminds me of uh, being under a hurricane evacuation mm-hmm. order, honestly. Just just how empty the streets are, how uh, all the restaurants are, are either closed or at least there's no one inside, even if they're open for takeout and carryout. Uh, if you do see someone on the streets, uh, they're they're hurrying to get home. You know, there's a sense of of urgency about them. Um, everybody's staying six feet apart. So right. <laughs> in the in the um, circumstance that you would see someone out and about, um, they're going to move away from you. They're going to move <laughs> six feet away. I I have a um, little balcony at my house. And, and so I, I sit out there and kind of watch the world go by to keep myself entertained lately. And it, it, it is bizarre because normally what I would see would be people strolling in large groups, tour groups coming by, folks uh, meandering down the street looking at the architecture. And it's so different now because either you don't see anyone or they're keeping their social distancing. They are rushing to get back home and be away from outside contact. Uh, If you go inside of a, I had to go fill a prescription at at the pharmacy, they have X's on the floor. Mm -hmm. So you know where your six foot mark is from the person in line in front of you and behind you. And there's nobody in there. They're, they're only letting in a certain amount of folks um, at a time to, to make sure that the store doesn't get overcrowded. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's like a scene out of a movie. Uh, I have to think, man, 
our grandkids are going to read about this in history books one day. No kidding. It, it really is. Uh, it, it's unbelievable times we're living in right now. Jen, uh, look, finally, I know uh, you love to get your workouts in. I'm a big walker. Uh, fortunately for me, I'm able to get out a little bit and, and get my walks in so I can stay away, you know, stay away, social distance. I don't have to be anybody when, when you're walking around. But how are you? Uh, how are you staying healthy? How are you, how are you staying fit during this time? Yes. So important graph, right? I, I think not only for our bodies, but for our mental state as yep. well. Um, I, I have to tell you, no, no endorsement by, by any stretch, <laughs> but a while back I'd ordered a Peloton and I was kicking myself for a bit because we're on the road so much. I thought, geez, was that really necessary, Jen? You're, you're just not using it enough. Well, I, it is probably my favorite purchase of the last decade right now because, yeah, I, I'm doing two rides a day a lot of times. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I have it at home. And then I have a little home gym. I've got some weights. And um, one way that, that I've stayed connected, so many so many fitness friends are doing different things on, on Instagram and on the web where you can follow along with at-home workouts. And so that's been fun for me, too, um, to try to stay sane mentally and yep. not totally turn into a – deflated blob <laughs> by the time this is over with <laughs> well jen thank you so much for the time uh look uh, it, it's it, it's it's been good to see your face on pelicans playback and, and hear the interviews and watch the games again just to try to get some sense of normalcy if you've talked about it and, and we really look forward to the next broadcast next one's uh tomorrow if i'm not mistaken Yes, exactly. Jill Myers will be my guest. And, you know, he is always a wealth of information. Um, so we're excited about it. It's it's really good to have have something to talk about other than Corona, as important yeah. as it is to take that seriously. It's also important, I think, to, to take a little mental break. So that's what Pelican's Playback, presented by Smoothie King, is. And it's, it's really good information. It, it isn't like we're simply spending 30 minutes talking about a game that has already happened there's so much developing in the world and in the nba right now um we're getting y'all caught up on that too so so yeah join us 5 30 central uh tomorrow on all the pelican social media channels we'd love to have everybody jen thank you so much and stay safe be well thank you thank you for having me graph and uh, to you and your family um, thinking about y'all, praying for y'all, and looking forward to seeing you in person again, I'm going to say very soon. Thanks so much. That's Jen Hale, Fox Sports New Orleans sideline reporter. This has been Todd Graffinini, your radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. Thank you for listening, one and all, to Pelicans Podcast presented by SeatGeek. Stay healthy, be safe, one and all out there. <laughs>